about the wanderers in all gold and black. You better retreat, cause we're on the attack. The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack. We're Wolverhampton, we're on our way back. Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 319. It's three, it's one, it's nine, baby, it's the NS. Loves! Podcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Liam Keane. again, another good intro. You, you are doing quite well with the intros. The back end of 2023. You, um, you, you know, you really worked on that. I feel like the intros have got better. The outros are something to work on. To be honest, um, I'm not particularly well organised when it comes to the outros, and I know. I disagree. Well, completely late. disagree. Always when you've got me singing country music at the end of the last of the last podcast, that was good. That was good. You know, you can't really complain, can you? I think when we were delirious at like one thirty a.m. at Molyneux, that we just needed to just get off the air, and so your dulcet tones were perfect. Well, you know what? It might have to be a, a regular feature now. Maybe we'll have to throw another another song in there and wait for that copyright strike to uh, to come falling down on top of on top of us. Maybe we maybe have. We might have to um, get you in the studio and do a little uh, intro-outro because I, I know some people want some, some different tunes for the song. So if any uh, any musicians out there want to design us a, a new little jingle to, for the start or for the end, well, we're very much, um, very much open to that. Poco Drum's done a, a great job. We've just got um, an interim at the moment, but if, if there's anyone out there, Reaper, Reaper, wants to uh, do something, uh, a bit of a... Bit of a rap with uh, with Judah and Judah and uh, I was going to say Judah and Spears in there. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Mate, I can't believe you. Even, I can't believe you even admitted that you almost <laughs> said that as well. You shouldn't have even Judah, said that. Judah and Keen in there. It's awful. That would be great. Um, look, um, nearly Christmas, mate. Are you all sorted out. You got your presents. I'm all sorted. I'm all ready. Oh, you have. I'm all done. Wow. Um, I got myself sorted. I, I was Kettleandtoasterman.co.uk <laughs> available for all your amazing products. Exactly. I mean, you're moving, mate. You're moving. The well, day is yeah. nigh. Yeah, we're not well. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I was nice and organised. Well, sort of maybe fifty percent of the way there up until yeah. earlier this week, and then I got it all done, all finished. Um, and then I spent a bit of time rapping and and doing the whole lot. So yeah, I'm I'm in a I'm in a good place. Um, well, as you've very kindly alluded to there, mm. not in the best place with the house. <laughs> well, when so, you say two minutes before we go on air, can you hear running water in the background? I'm like, no. And he goes, oh, someone's running a bath next to me. I'm I'm, I'm not directly next to me, by the way. <laughs> Not directly next to me in the room. I don't know. There's some hotel the rooms that have room got a bath in the middle these days. You know, that's the that's the cool way to go. I don't want to have a bath in the middle of my hotel room, right I next agree. to my bed. Do you? You need a bit of privacy. Even if you're with your missus, I, I don't care. I don't want to see all jingle jangles. No one wants to see that at, <laughs> wow. at 2.30 in the afternoon. Also, who has a bath at 9.35 in the morning? Yeah, it's... It, <laughs> well, I'm not going to... Call this person out, but no, it's, come on, uh, call them out. Call them out. You're leaving soon. You're moving out. You're it's an interesting house. decision. Come on. No, well, it's my brother-in-law. Okay. Oh, you don't like him, do you? I mean, no, 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 no. Don't say that. My sister listens to this. I no, definitely you've said do. Said it a couple of times to me. No, I haven't. Like Shut him. up. Um, I don't like baths though. I'm not really a big fan of a bath. Um, um, there's there's a time and a place for them with bath salts if you're struggling, if you're achy. But yeah, I mean, once every month for me for a bath I'd do it maybe once every year oh really and, I and yeah I, I did it after a half marathon once and that was it um, ice yeah. bath Not. I, it should have been but it wasn't it was a warm one and I was mm. my, my calves were about to fall off It was. I was in absolute agony um, I got sidetracked I got sidetracked house yeah, sorry, let me, let me, let me very quickly give you the, the 
the rundown of where we're give me, at. Give me the latest. Give me the latest. All that all the peeps want to find out. So back end of last week, early this week, it mm. was getting to the position of right. We're going to get in for Friday the fifteenth. Oh wow! Which is as we're recording tomorrow. Thinking right, amazing. In before Christmas, enough time to you know do a few bits before we have some family over. It's going to be perfect. Amazing. Yeah. Um, the the very nice lady who's selling us the house um, had agreed to that as well. So we were like, oh, okay, this is perfect. perfect. We now we now just need to get the solicitors, you know, in, in position. We we sent all our deposit money over. We were, you know, in the in, in exactly where we needed to be to get it all sorted. Love it. Um, we then get a call to say that, um, yeah, the, the the lovely lady who's selling to us, who is still a lovely lady, I will, I will not mm. I'll not go back on that, mm. um, has changed her mind. Oh no! And is now not breaking the chain because she it chain the chain ends with her, but she is buying a retirement uh, flat basically. Yeah. Um, and she decided that she was going to break it so that she could sell to us first, and she didn't need the money to to buy the other place. So she's like, yeah, we'll let them go in before Christmas. Um, her solicitors advised her not to do that, and she changed her mind. Oh no! Man. So so when's your sad... due, you due date? Say again. When's your due date? We haven't got one. Oh really? <laughs> so we're hoping and pushing, and I think the the signs are good that we're going to exchange contracts before Christmas, which means that oh. we'll have a date in in you know in stone. Mm. Um, but right now that hasn't been done, so we don't know. Oh. So it will be January, you know, if all goes well. <laughs> we just don't know which day in January. So hopefully early, but oh, we'll see. It's it, it's annoying, but these things happen. And the frustrating thing is now you've got to attend the sports desk Christmas party on on Friday night. Yes, that is that is incredibly annoying. No, I'm joking. Not not that any not that any of them listen to this, but um, <laughs> no one listens to this. No one listens to this. Um, no, we'll go for a nice little curry uh, and 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 a, and a pint or two, um, and yeah, drown my sorrows. Looking forward it's to it, man. Done. Looking forward to see you there. It should be a good night. <laughs> You're terrible. What? You can't be bothered to turn up. Oh please, I'm 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 double booked on that night. So I, I tried to get you a ticket, Kino, to the. Um, the old little mixed Christmas shindig, but unfortunately didn't didn't work out that way. Um, yeah, it was, you it was tried hard. It was, yeah. it was a difficult choice between Liam Keane slobbering over me drunk at two a.m. or or me slobbering over Dua Lipa at uh, at two a.m. and um, and I, I picked the latter to be honest. Yeah, but it could have been me doing that, not you. That was the whole point. <laughs> that was the whole point. <laughs> Poor me, mate. Uh, so it's a um, it's a fancy dress party. I said that I would send you what I'm wearing. Um, well, after I've put the clothes on um, for the uh, for the old party, so it's a Y two K party, year two thousand, which actually was was probably in my in my prime. But um, the fashion, when I look back at the, at the at the times, wasn't great. So, do you go do you go what you were wearing at the time, which Alana's gone? She's going kind of like you know her college days with like a Letterman jacket and her like athletic sweatpants and that kind of like college sporty look or do you go with kind of more going out Y2K or I'm contemplating I'll be honest you know a bit of double denim I, I would go double denim I reckon do you reckon Cause I, I reckon so because it's, you, but I feel like everyone's going to go double denim that's true but you've got the excuse to wear it because of the the theme but equally yeah. denim itself you know, it's just it looks good you know what I mean uh, I, yeah I, I, I don't mind a bit of, I agree so so this is where I'm at the moment I've got I've got some ripped denim trousers, like or, or jeans, because I think everybody went ripped those days, didn't they? So yeah, I think that's a good much, idea. So I've gone, I've gone very much ripped jeans, like light, kind of like bleach jeans, 
And then I've got really the only thing I've got really is a, I've got an Ed Hardy um, jacket, and I've got a Von Dutch cap. Yeah, so very right. very two thousands. It's not it's not the most exciting. It's not Scar from the Lion King from last year. I but, mean um, that was terrifying. <laughs> but uh, especially when you turned up at Brentford the following day <laughs> with my car broken into the next day. <laughs> Still looking like half a lion. Laptop, um, laptop, laptop was intact though, wasn't it? <laughs> laptop was not. It was intact, but it was it was getting sold on eBay by some some absolute skank who uh, broke into my car the night before. Oh goodness me, we will forget about that. But yeah, so yeah, it's not it's not the best outfit, but again, I, I look a bit ridiculous. But hey, what can you do? You don't really want to go big and beautiful in those situations. You mean meander in the background, sit down, and enjoy the free bar. Yeah, and look, I, I, this is a compliment. You, you, you're really comfortable at looking bad. You know what I mean. So, um, no, I'm, I'm, honestly, I mean, serious. I mean, I, I respect that. So, um, I think yeah, it'd be perfect for you. To be fair, you just wear what you normally wear. <laughs> Obviously, you know, I've, I've been out in London with you. You know, just wear what you normally would wear. I think you're fine. Oh dear, poor, poor, poor form. Um, right, should we get onto some football? Let's do it. All right, uh, Forest. Oh, should we just go back to the banter? Don't we want to talk about Forest? Um, <laughs> Forest one uh, one. Look at a while ago now, so let's not let's not spend too long on this. But four points in a week, Liam, is definitely a positive and something that you'd have probably taken. I think you predicted four points from six. Actually, you know, six and six was was realistic, but four from six four from six was acceptable. Uh, entertainment factor. I'm sorry for anyone who watched, went to both of those games. It wasn't great, but and I think against better opposition, they would not have been taking four points from six. They were quite fortunate in the two teams that they played. Uh, to get that over the line. But at the same time, they did grind it out. There were some better performances. Obviously, Mateus Cunha is going through an excellent period uh, of his Wolves career. Well, his best purple patch in his Wolves career, really. And, and I think that's maybe a talking point that we'll, we'll go on to first. But there are issues there and they will have to be a damn sight better when they go to West Ham on Sunday. But in, in terms of the week, Liam, it was, it was satisfactory. It was good. I don't think it was great. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair... Assessment. You know, you've got a lot of people, and this is the the reality of social media. Unfortunately, is that a lot of people will see Wolves getting four points from those two games, and it's a very negative reaction straight away. It's. I mean, there was. I don't know how real these accounts were, whether they were bot accounts or whatever, but there were some ridiculous suggestions, and it was very few and far between that Gary Neil should leave because of what because of that week. And I just thought that was in, that was incredible. That isn't reflective of you know the reality and what people you know the the man on the street thinks uh, mm. but it's um it's an interesting reaction nonetheless and i thought it was actually there, there were more positives than negatives but there were definitely negatives to highlight the negatives for me would be impact of substitutes um fitness i don't think the fitness is really an issue for wolves but it was mainly to do in that specific week where they'd had three tough games and they were clearly struggling um, in, in the second half at Forest. Um, and then a couple of individual performances as well. But aside from that, I think it's a, it's a fairly positive week. Um, and it's interesting now the perspective you can have on the game and, and what you come away with it. You can look at it this way. Wolves didn't perform against Burnley or Forest anywhere near their optimum. And they came away with, with four pretty good points. That means yeah. that they continue to look up the table rather than down it. And these two teams don't gain any ground on them. So... Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, that's a that's a pretty positive week. Now, the reality going into West Ham, and obviously we'll come on to that game, is that they have to be, you know, a, a whole lot better than they were in these two games. 
but they got over the line. So, you know, credit where credit is due. The, the, the points are the most important thing. Now, if there's a running theme of performances being a little bit below par, then that's be, that becomes a talking point. I think there's, you know, some arguments that, uh, you, you know, the Fulham and Arsenal games leading into those two as well maybe weren't at their best, but I don't think they were particularly poor. Maybe Arsenal wasn't great, but not absolutely diabolical performances like we have seen at some points over oh, the sure. last couple couple of years. So until that is a running theme, um, and West Ham might be might be uh, another one to throw into that, I don't think that's a, an issue to look at. Having eight days between the two games is going to be a really big benefit for for a lot of these players. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was um, it was a mixed display on on Saturday. I thought um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think we've given a lot of praise to Gary O'Neill. I think the fans have as well recently, and I think he's done an excellent job. I think he's the perfect manager at, the, at this time for Wolves in this situation that they're in um, transitioning from, from someone like Julian to, to where they were financially where they were as a squad um, the actual players and the characters that they've got I actually think that Gary O'Neill is probably the perfect fit and I think he's got, hopefully Touchwood going to be at Wolves for, for quite a few years I think he speaks very very well and I, I regard him uh, in pretty high esteem really at the same time, I've got to go back to that game and I don't think, I think after having so many good games, I don't think Gary Neal had his best game against Nottingham Forest. I think I've got to be a little bit self, a bit, a bit, a little bit critical in, in the terms of, I'm not sure whether he picked the right side in that game. I understand that he, that a lot of those players, well, a lot of those players look shattered, Liam, and whether they were going to start or not, I can't, I can understand him starting the same lineup bar Sar, I think it was, the one change from Bentley. Uh, we we kind of predicted that. I thought, I thought Dan Bentley was unfortunate, really, to to I say lose his place. Maybe it was the place wasn't there for him to begin with, so you can argue that. But I don't know the substitutions. He had a bit of a pop at the substitutes, and they didn't make a bit of, make much of a change. I, I, that's the second time he said that. I'm not sure how conducive that is. To, maybe it's a bit of a, a kick up the backside for people, but I can't really. You know, Sasha's had a couple of meh performances, but he's only coming on for. Five, six, seven minutes of the game. I, I think that's that's harsh, really. And I would have liked to see someone like Sasha come on earlier, especially in one of those two games, to to try and show what he can do. I feel like against Forest or against Burnley, he could have really made an impact. Okay, they won the Burnley game, but you know when Chris Wood comes on in the in, in the last few minutes to go or ten, fifteen minutes to go, I think everybody in the stadium going, "Oh God, here we go." And I think that Sasha maybe. When you look at someone like Huang in that game, he was absolutely goosed. He needed taking off, and I get it. And he's kind of made a funny quip, I guess, in the in the pre-match press, is saying, oh, you know, my guys were saying that Huang needs to be taken off. He's in the red zone, but he was going nowhere. Just to let you know, it was keeping him on the pitch regardless. And I feel like that maybe maybe there's a time and a place where you need to take the players off, no matter how important they are to you. I thought Tommy Doyle was unfortunate not to come on as well in that game. Yeah, all pretty good points. The Huang one was the exact one I was going to make. I, I've got. No idea how he lasted ninety minutes in that game, and and you know how big a fan I am of Huang as a as a player, mm. and how good he's been this season. It's 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 there for everyone to see, but he was absolutely knackered. And to be honest, sixty five seventy was probably enough for him. Um, and he somehow played ninety. And even when Sasha did come on in the ninety first minute, he replaced Cunha, which again I thought um, I, I, yeah was 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 quite an incredible decision, really. Um, yeah, Gary Neal's been excellent, but you have to call a spade a spade when you see it. And I, I agree with, with some of your observations there. The, the the issue with Doyle, 
I know there's a, there's a question about it. Apologies, um, I forget who who it was that's asked the question, but I think the questions around does he not trust him? I don't think it's that. I think it's a case of him being a bit raw and needing a bit more time and a bit more, um, yeah, just time to adapt really to the Premier League. I know he is, he is English and you know he, he played in the Championship and he's played a little bit of Premier League this fo- uh, football this season, but I think he needs a bit of time and he's raw and he's young and um, starting games. I don't think he'll get loads this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what we've seen, but I was surprised. But that type that of game when he's when he's no, no, good exactly. in possession, I feel like it was it was ready for him. They weren't they weren't getting battered. You're not playing a top class opposition. You're playing somewhere where I felt they had a lot of the ball, and it, it took someone to take a bit of a gamble and move up a gear. And I felt like they just you know they didn't really take that that chance when I feel, I feel like it was presented to them. No, exactly. I, I feel like when they had that possession, that sustained spell of possession, and Wolves weren't really doing a lot with it, and it was you know twinned with the the time in the game when Forrest were were happy to just protect what they had, mm. which I can't really blame them considering they came off a 5-0 loss and the manager was under fire and, and they had a point away at Wolves. Look, it was an opportunity for them to get a pretty good point and they were happy to defend it. Look, they weren't very front foot the whole game really, as Gary Neal said afterwards as well, but obviously they did score first and they did have you know, a call of the chances, but there was a spell in the second half when they really did revert back into their shell Forest and allow Wolves to have the ball and Wolves just couldn't take that extra gear to go forward and probably go and win the game based on the balance of, of the way that the uh, the momentum of the game was flowing and I thought that that was the time to bring Doyle on, it didn't happen, obviously Lamina got a small knock and uh, Bukar Traore came on ahead of him um, and that leads me on to the subs a lot. I thought Traore was actually probably the better of the subs to be honest, I thought, didn't mm-hmm. think he did anything particularly outstanding but he was okay um, I thought Doc was was poor when he came on. I thought Bellegarde had very little impact and, and was quite poor as well. And then to your point about Kalijic, she bringing him on in the 91st minute when there's only four minutes of added time, it, it just felt very, very harsh really for him to, to be expected to make some sort of impact. Um, and the biggest te- talking point or takeaway f- for me when it comes to the strikers and, and the lack of impact from substitutes, which Gary Newell is right about, lack of impact. Like he, You need them to do something. Like Sarabia did, I thought he had a good game. I know he started, but he still had a good game and took his chance. And maybe we'll play again against West Ham. The players have to do something when they come on. But equally, I think you've got to give players enough of an opportunity to do something. And when it comes to the forwards, he clearly hasn't got any trust in Fabio Silva, and that scenario, that scenario is probably going to come to a head in January. Um, and I don't think he's massively convinced by Sasha. The substitute appearances at in recent games, and particularly Fulham. Um, albeit I was watching it on the TV, wasn't I? Um, mm. Was was pretty poor, but equally you've got to, you know, give him the opportunity to go out there and and and, and make a difference. And it was not enough time in that game to to do that. Um, we'll play a little bit of a new game that I've uh, come up with uh, with the help of a, a couple of fans as well. Uh, I must say, and that's the new game which we're going to be playing quite often. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I'm going to give you a statement, and you're going to say the game's called. Keen or not keen? Okay, I like the name. It's a good start. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, Mr. Liam Keen, are you keen or not keen on these statements? Sasha Kalajic needs more game time this Christmas. Keen or not keen? I am very keen. You're very keen. I'm very very keen. keen. I'm very keen. Now, how? We, now, look. This is why I'm glad that I'm not Gary Neal because how Gary Neal does this, I don't know. Mm. Because you've got Neto hopefully not too far away. You've got Huang and Cunha who I think are pretty much undroppable um, at this stage. How he fits that in, I don't know, to be honest. Um, 
but I am very keen, particularly with the amount of fixtures and and you know everything that's that's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think you need to give Sasha another start and give him a, give him a chance. Okay, Joe Hodge, who's going to be back sooner rather than later, stays with Wolves till the end of the season. Are you keen or not keen? I am not keen. Not keen, Liam not, Keen. Not keen. Um, okay. I'm a big, I'm a big, big fan of, of Joe Hodge. I think he's a very, very good player. I rate him actually very highly in terms of Wolves' up and coming prospects. But he still very much is that. He is a player that needs to go out and play football. He's not going to play. I mean, obviously he's had this injury. He didn't play early parts of the season, so it's going to be from January onwards. He's not going to play twenty times for Wolves between now and, and the end of the season. But he will do that if he goes out and plays at a championship club. So I think that is only going to be a benefit to him. Bring him back in the summer, see where he's at and, and reevaluate the, the midfield options. But I think he needs to go play. I think that would be for him as well as the club. Let him go and play. And with the the option to bring him back if you need to, if there's injuries or you know any serious concerns. But I think he needs to go get some football. OK, flipping it on its head slightly. Um, Nathan Fraser must go out of, on loan this January for at least six months till the end of the season. Keen or not keen? I'm... Oh, it's a tough one, that. I, I'm not mm. quite as, you know, mm. bullish on that one as I was with Hodge. Mm. But I'm going to say keen. Just. Keen, OK. Just, just keen. Just, just keen. Because... I mean, obviously, Fabio's likely to go. We've got Sasha there. They're going to bring a striker in. Huang has been playing as a nine, but he's not really a nine. I don't. I wouldn't play him there either. If I, if you know, if you have everyone fit and you've got a number nine starting, so there is an option for Fraser to be the third or fourth striker. Now, would he get in the squad very often? Probably not. But with that option there, with anything that can happen with injury suspensions, he might get a he might get a sniff. And I think Gary Neal was quite keen on him, so I think I'd just go keen. But if there's a guarantee that he won't get minutes, then I'd say send him out. Wolves to bring in a striker in January on loan with an option, but not an obligation to buy. Keen or not keen? I'm quite keen on that. I am quite keen on that. It's difficult to get strikers. Wolves have got to be uh, cautious money-wise again this summer, but they uh, this January, sorry, but they obviously want to sign a striker. Mm -hmm. It's big money for strikers who are going to score goals, and big money for strikers that are going to score goals in the Premier League. So you're not going to get someone proven in the Premier League unless you spend a decent whack this January which Wolves are unlikely to do so a loan with an option which gives you a little bit of leeway and gives you an opportunity to bring someone in I think it would be a really good decision um, that alongside maybe you know a, a cheaper option as well maybe you bring two in it, de it depends on you know numbers wise but yeah I'm quite keen on that okay interesting one here Fabio Silva must go out on loan in January keen or not keen? Yes, I'm keen. I'm keen. I don't think he's going to get any chances now under under O'Neill. I've been, you know, sne uh, saying that I've got a sneaky feeling that he's going to get an opportunity. You know, this was a few weeks ago. I was saying this, but coming up in December, I felt like it might happen for him, and he might get one more chance before the decision's made. Um, I'm pretty confident that decision's made now. I don't think he's going to get any opportunity. I think they're protecting him um, by not bringing him on really at the moment. And, and do you feel his Wolves career is finished? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I do think so. I think you never say never, and he's on a long contract. But I think um, from maybe the player side as well, it's going to feel like this is one too many. 
opportunities he's not been given and he's not played enough and he's probably going to feel a bit burnt by that situation. Um, now, a lot of things can happen. You know, I don't expect this to happen, obviously, but knowing Wolves and how it's been the last couple of years and knowing football in general, there might be a new manager next summer. So, you know, let's, let's go off the assumption that there is. They might be desperate to bring Fabio in um, if, he's, if he's just been on loan somewhere. But speaking right now, based on everything that's happened, I think I think it probably is done. Mm. Um, last two of Keen or Noki. You're given 15th finishing in the Premier League now. Take it or leave it. Are you keen or not keen? So you don't have to play another game. You're definitely finishing 15th. Whatever happens, are you keen or not keen? I thought you were going to say you finish 15th, but you get an FA Cup final or something like that. 15th. Job done, done and dusted, no worry of relegation. You're finishing 15th. Are you keen or not keen? No, I'm not going to take that. So you're not keen? Play I'm not game. keen. I'm not, not I should play, let's play the game properly. Not keen. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I feel like Wolves, I, I said sort of 13th, 14th this season. That I think Wolves maybe will do slightly better than that, but I'll stick with my prediction from what I said in the summer. And... I think Wolves will be better than 15th. And I don't think they need to worry and you need to be desperate to, to, to snap your hand off for that kind of deal. Now, if you said to me, you get an FA Cup final on 15th, mm. I would snap your hand off. Mm. But without that, definitely not. Okay, and final one. Uh, trying to record a Wolves Christmas special. Liam Keane, I want you to wear an elf costume, top to toe, with makeup. Are you keen or not keen? Not keen. Not keen? Not keen. I've got self-respect. Wow, I've been out the window a long time ago. Well, that's, that's a fair point. That's the uh, that concludes. Keen or not keen? Did you, were you keen or not keen on the on the new segment? Incredibly keen. Oh, wow, I love great, that. Great name. Nothing like believe it or not, or yes and no, or, or hit miss or met. They're, they're all completely different segments. Completely different segments. Very different uh, games. <laughs> keen or not keen coming to an episode near you in the near future uh, Huang Hee Chan uh, set to sign a new deal supposed to be confirmed I think very very soon Liam look uh, it's supposed to be I guess um, going to be made one of the high, most high, highest paid players at the football club he had, a, had a, some years to run on his contract but this is this is nailing him down for the, basically the best years of his career aren't they coming up they, these, these are the times when you would look to if you were going to move or sign a big deal uh, you know, 28, 29, 30. This is when you're coming into your pomp as a striker. But to secure him to have the best years of his career at Wolverhampton Wanderers with the level he's been playing at, I know he's been tired recently, but fully deserved for me. I think he's an integral part of the squad. And and do you think this was the right the right way to go down? I know that I know that obviously they've been they've been in discussions for a while. Absolutely, I think it's a just reward for a player who was um, really found his feet this season. We've seen. Glimpses of it in the last couple of campaigns, but this is, uh, yeah, been, been his best spell by by some way, and um, absolutely deserves it. And and look, we've spoken about it a lot on this podcast. There's no coincidence, really, why a lot of clubs and 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 a lot, a lot of people in football uh, are bigger are, are big admirers of Huang and why they've kept an eye on him, and why I'm sure lots of clubs would be delighted to have him. In their side, I think he's a very, very good player, a very, very good team player, hard worker, and um, and I think it's just a it can only be a benefit to to, to have him sign up. He, as you say, he was already on a deal till twenty twenty six, so this isn't really because they're desperate to get him on a long deal because he was already on a decent deal anyway. It's now going to be till twenty twenty eight with a year option. Um, it's more to reward him 
uh, with more money, um, really, and keep him happy. But equally, Wolves have Wolves in a really strong position if and when a club does come in. And look, I'm sure there'll be clubs that'll be very interested. So Wolves will be in a good position to um, to make a big profit on him if, if he does go. But of course, there's no plans to let him go. So it's um yeah very very positive and um and a reward for a player who's uh, who's done all the right things this season so i'm sure he won't be the only one that will be rewarded between now and the end of the season one of the highest paid players at the club or making one of the highest paid players at the club i wouldn't have say we the highest because i i'd be a little bit nervous if they're paying the same as what they're paying someone like pablo sarabia who earns a lot of money um but i guess the your top earners are, are, are Cunha and those type of players as well, so probably more in line with with those who came at, came in January than someone like sorry who's probably like an exceptional case really when they had to a low fee but paying astronomic wages for him. Yeah, I, I don't think Cunha is actually on as much as people would imagine, and okay. especially because he's a, a, because of the big fee. The, or would you say like maybe like a Kilman or someone like that who, who made these extent signed these extensions, signed the, these the, new the contracts. The top two will be Sarabia and Semedo. Mm-hmm. Um, big money there. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Kilman bigger than Keen. Keen or not Keen, bigger than Keen. <laughs> bigger than well, <laughs> oh, yeah, I need to negotiate a new contract. Right? Um, oh yeah, I'm sure Kilman, especially having done a new deal recently or fairly recently, be on decent whack as well. So um, yeah, yeah, Quang will be up there now with this with this new contract. Um, and you know, you've got to. There's a lot of things to go into it. It'll be age. It'll be you know current form which I think is probably one of the bigger things mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of things that go into it and Huang's probably in that position now with where he's in at in his career his form how he's how he's played for Wolves that he should really be on one of the highest um, he yeah. should be up there and um, and this will be a yeah a, a worthy reward for, for a very good footballer so I'm, I'm pleased I'm pleased to see Wolves get them and look I'm, I'm not saying that Huang Yichan is in my best starting lineup every single week with the way that Gary O'Neill wants to to evolve this side in like next season, the season afterwards, he wouldn't be like a, a nailed on every single every single week starter for me. You know, depending on what plays they bring in. But at the same time, whether he is starting or whether he's coming off the bench, he can play in such a variety of positions. He's so versatile, um, and you know you're going to get a hundred percent effort from him. I think I think it's a smart move, really. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Especially considering we know there's been clubs that have looked at him or been sniffing around, not necessarily as recently but just in general since he's been at Wolves we know there's been a lot of clubs that, that liked him and, and, and kept an eye on him so yeah I think I think it's a smart business move as well as a football move and and that is where Wolves have been really quite clever um, in the last couple of years really in, in how they've done a lot of these deals so yeah it makes a lot of sense and it just keeps the player happy like he's not the kind of player who's going to kick up a fuss anyway and, he, and he's, he is happy at Wolves uh, as it stands but you know, a couple more zeros is going to make anyone happier, aren't they? So, so damn right, baby. Don't blame, don't blame him. I've just, I've just had a picture message from Alana. Not, not that type of picture message. It's, whoa, it's, it's early for that. It's not great, mate. Um, so, so I, I don't know if anyone saw my tweet earlier on this week, but Alana basically texted me with a variety of presents that she'd like um, this this year uh, at a variety of prices, um, by the way, and but said the last the last line was. But I'm, I don't need anything. I mean, come on. I don't need any of these. I'm just happy that we're all together at Christmas. But she sent me seven different items. And I'm like, come on. Are you really happy? Are you really happy to get to get nothing? But everybody's together? Well, she just sent me a picture now. And uh, she just got a present this morning from Cartier. And I'm like, I definitely haven't bought, I haven't bought anything yet. 
and it's a it's a present from Cartier for a for a custom this year. And I'm like, that's when you know you're in trouble, mate. When if Rosie starts getting presents from the jewelers and not the other way around, that's when you know you're in you're in you're in a world of trouble. And then she just the, the follow up text is, oh, we should go and see. She's got like a, a woman she goes to. We should go and see Juicy uh, next week to go and say hello. I'm like, no, no, this is what they want. They send you like a nice candle set with a, an espresso cups or whatever, and you come in and you're going to drop a load of money. This is not the way to go. I've never in my life stepped foot in Cartier. Oh, mate. And I never don't. will. Don't. Pandora for me, baby. Pandora, get those get those charms, baby. Yeah, get that Donald Duck charm on that on that wrist. <laughs> that get that cubic zirconia. Get that copper. Get that Don't copper, lad. That. Oh dear. I tell you what. Talking about some cheap stuff. Not not that Pandora's cheap, but well, it's a little bit. But um, went to the Christmas market last night. I had to wander around Kino. There's a lot of tat on that Christmas market. I knew you'd say tat. Away. I knew that'd be the word. Oh, use. there's some tat. There's some tat. Alana's looking at the gemstones and stuff like that. 30, 40 quid. I'm like, oh, absolutely. No, we didn't get any of them, but I'm like, crikey. Absolute tat. Have you been yeah. to Christmas market? Are you a Christmas I, market I, guy? I like, I like wandering around, but. Yeah, I like wandering around. Get, get a beer, get some bratwurst. Oh, you're you know one of those. I mean? You get a beer, you've got to give a deposit, and then you've got to give it back for like six quid. Or, or as Alana did, got um, a hot chocolate or something with some Baileys in, in a little cup. For six quid, and then she's like, oh, "I really like the cup." And I'm like, "Of course, you're gonna like the cup because that's what they want for you to take it away, and then it's probably cost fifty p, and they've got it for six quid." And she's like, "Oh, it's got a footballer on. Oh, and it's a yellow, it's a yellow football, and maybe you could give it away at a Wolves Prize draw on the podcast." I'm like, "All right, yeah, I will do, I will do." So we're giving away a cup, this, giving away a cup this week. So um, you weren't happy with my dinner, were you, Kino, when I sent you it as well before? Mm. I wouldn't be like really unhappy, but it definitely wouldn't be a go-to, mate. It really wouldn't. Happy hour. Yeah, but happy yeah, hour. but what is what is happy hour for where you were at? I mean, we got some I'm, we got some champagne and oysters. They were very nice. I'm talking about like spoons happy hour, two pitchers for twelve spoons. quid or something. Spoons happy hour. Goodness me, I'm not so even, that actually. That's not even happy hour. They just do that every every day, every hour. So I what? thought you had an oyster with me recently, haven't you? Didn't you have an oyster? Do we share an oyster somewhere? Not no, share an oyster, but no. I don't oh, think we okay, did. I'm gonna have to get you into the oysters. You like an oyster, mate? Uh, I reckon it'd be alright. Yeah, I feel like the cooked ones would be better. They, they they do do some really nice cooked ones. Actually, I had a couple of cooked ones last night. I tell you what grinds my gears though at these restaurants, and it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're at the most you know three Michelin star restaurant or you're in you know I don't know Applebee's or Harvester or Toby's Applebee's. Pub, right? That's a, that's a very American. This is very American, but. Like, what's the first thing that you're offered in a restaurant? Whether you're at the best restaurant in the world or the worst. Bread. Bread. Bread and water. I'm like, is there nothing else they can offer? I mean, this is literally the two things from the Old Testament that you're told that you need to survive. Bread and water. We're in 2023. Is there nothing better than anything else than, than just bread and water? You are joking. Are you, I'm like, are you, but are wait, you when, when, are you, when are you wandering around... You know, think, oh, I'm hungry here. Like, what do you fancy? Oh, I fancy some bread. Really fancy some bread to start my meal. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's just it's there. Like a it's really, a really good and it's warm bit of butter. Yeah, but it's just it's put like, in front. Oh. I get it. I know I get it. And it's nice. And of course you're going to say yes. And of course you're going to slurp a load of butter on it. It tastes delicious. But I just, is that the best they can come up with? Bread. I, I don't get it. Also, I tell you what grinds my gears as well. Afterwards, 
What would you like, sir? Would you like a coffee? No, I don't want a coffee. In fact, that's the last thing that I want. You can name 3,000 different drinks and it's nine o'clock at night. Why would I want a coffee? I'm going to be in bed in two hours or two hours and three minutes if I incorporate a bit of bow chicka wow wow. But I want to be in bed. I want to be in bed. I want to be asleep. No, I do not want a coffee where I'm going to stay wide awake in bed at 11 o'clock because I had a coffee two hours ago. Why? Um, Why? I reckon I reckon I could have 10 cups of coffee between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. and I'd be asleep by five past ten. Oh, you make me sick. That's the youth of today. What a Easy. joke. Uh, it doesn't even, I don't think it even affects me. Apart from... Really? Apart from so I try and stop caffeine at like 3, 3.30. But would you like a coffee? <laughs> no, I don't want a coffee to finish up my meal. I couldn't think of anything. You know, I don't really want a hot drink at the end of my meal anyway. And you've had your dessert, you want to go or whatever. If you've had a glass of wine, then fine. But a coffee, caffeine, come on, Kino. I can't believe I worked up. This has got you. I mean, I, I, oh, no, I'm, I'm quite sorry. pleased, actually. Sorry, sorry. I'm enjoying it. I digress. Uh, right, okay. Uh, just a word on January, Liam. I know we touched on it in Keen or No Keen, but how many, could you predict how many players you think Wolves might get in? I think Gary Neal's getting a little bit twitchy with what he's seen recently and obviously some of the injuries that they've had. I think that he'll be, he'll be after, I'm going to say, three signings to come in in January. Would you say in and around that ballpark? I think... And yeah, do you think a, that any a, of them will be permanent? As a ballpark, I think that's fair enough. I, I, I would maybe go two, but... Okay. Um, but yeah, I think, in, again, it also depends on outgoings and you know where they're at, really. But yeah, I think that's a, that's probably a safe a safe guess. And yeah, I can definitely see some permanents. Look, they were linked with that um, Duro Sinmi, the Nigerian striker... Um, it seems to be going to, to Frankfurt now by the looks of it um, but that, that would have involved paying a fee so yeah I think you know, they're definitely in the uh, the realm of possibility of paying a fee but it's just going to be about being cautious again um, mm. unless out of nowhere Huang goes for 100 million they might have a bit more to spend but I don't think any of that's going to happen so um, yeah they're going to have to be cautious but they've got a little bit of wiggle room they'll be able to bring in um some permanents if they need to, but I, I would like to see them, you know, utilizing the, the loan with option uh, market yeah. again as well, because I think it's worked so well for Wolves in the past. Now it's it's a difficult, it's an easy th- th- sort of th- phrase to throw out there, really, if I can say that sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get oh, the words out there. Superb then, mate. that one. I could not get my words out there. It's an easy easy phrase to throw out there. Yeah, it's um, not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy to say it. Um, to say that, yeah, look, it'd be great for them to get loans with with options, but it, you know, it, it it depends on the market, depends on the player. There's a lot of lot of factors that go into it. So, mm. um, yes, I would like to see it, but it depends on you know who they want and whether it's feasible. So, yeah, it'd be an interesting one to interesting watch one to watch and um and, and see who they bring in. But yeah, I think you're right. Getting a little bit twitchy. I think once a signing or two, and um, I'm sure it won't be too far away. Um, we talked about striker, we've talked about wide players. I want to just approach a couple of other positions with you, Liam, and see what you think. Uh, first of all, and we're going to come on to Johnny in a minute, but we've got to write Johnny off now from, from the left-back point of view. So it's basically between Ryan Nori and Hugo Bueno. Both had injury issues this season. Do you feel that, I know Doc filled in on the left and, and has come on the left, but really, you know, you want to see him on that right if he is going to play. And, you know, if Nelson Tomato picks up an injury... Or, or not, then he's more comfortable on that side. I think that's 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 fair and that's evident. But do you think that either of the wing-back positions 
other fullback positions they'll be looking to to maybe get a bit of cover at, or do you think they're okay until the end of the season? To be honest, I think they're probably okay. I don't think it'd be a, a priority by any means. Um, they've got obviously on the left side they've got um, Totti who can play left back as well. Um, I think they'd be f- still comfortable on the right as well. So yeah, I, I don't think it would be something that they'd be desperate to do or a priority. But I suppose it's, it's difficult to rule anything out because they were looking at someone like Cresswell in the in the uh, in the summer, weren't they at the time? So yeah, um, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't by any means. S- say definitely not but I don't think it's a priority okay can I give you not a can I give you not a priority but something that I've been thinking about for a little bit of time in terms of in terms of signings and again I'm not sure whether this will happen in January in fact I don't think it will do but I do think it needs looking at maybe people might think no not, not a chance but I think it needs looking at in in the summer I think they need another centre back Liam I think they need another first team centre back starter, or at least someone who's really going to push. I'm not sure whether Santiago Bueno is the long term answer here. Um, and if they're going to go to a back, if they're going to play a back three regularly, and I think that, and I think a lot of people will agree, they are. I mean, they pick up points. I think they'll look better to watch. They're a better side, I think, playing a back three. If they are, and if they get a long term injury or even a medium term injury, and you've got Bueno coming in, I know he played at Fulham. Um, in replacing Dawson, I think he was suspended. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's but, correct. Yeah. But um, but if if you lose one of Totti or or Dawson or Kilman for a long period of time, and they want to keep using that that line, I don't. I'm not sure whether Bueno's the answer. Um, playing week in and week out, I think you need another player in there. Dawson's not getting any younger. Um, I, you know, obviously Kilman and Totti are great, but I think they need someone a regular starter in there pushing them week in, week out. And there will be mistakes, there'll be dips in form as well. I'm just not sure whether Bueno is that fourth centre-back who can give you that. I think in a in a strong squad, you probably need five of them if you are going to play three each week. Um, but for me, you need a starter and you need someone with a lot of quality. And that's a position that I think maybe is easy to get overlooked. But in the sh- medium term, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking medium term and long term future, I think they need to invest and spend some money on a quality centre-back. Well, they've got someone called Yersa Mosquera. They do. There you go. The floor is yours. Well, what's the situation <laughs> with him? What's the I'm situation joking, with joking. him? Because he's going to go, you know, obviously he's, he's gone back, Gary Neal wants to have a look at him and then probably going to go back, would you say? It's probably the most likelihood Yeah, America. Yeah, he's, um, he won't be going back to... Cincinnati, despite them saying that they were in talks to make him to 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 bring him back, I don't think he'll be going back there. Um, and that's why I say that's why I say probably till the end of the season. I don't think that that's going to be an issue for them. But with the likes of Craig Dawson not getting any younger, and maybe people need taking out the firing line, it'll be interesting to see whether Yerson Muscara is someone who can who can step up. Look. I do think absence makes the heart grow fonder to a certain extent. And when people go, we've looked at Fabio, looked at Mosquera, they they rip it up in in leagues. No 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 offense to the MLS, but it's not even League One standard at times. Um, and I hope that he comes and he's a brilliant. And look, he's been liked by a lot of managers. So if he does fulfil his potential and he is excellent, he is commanding, he's everything that we thought of him. Then then perfect. I completely agree with you, Liam. It's an excellent point to bring to bring up. But he has had. He finally, hopefully, is over his injury demons, which was devastating for him. Um, and I think that he's got the chance to become a bit of a fan's favourite if he can play and if he can start. He's a very likeable figure. I think he's very 
um, infectious character as well. But if it doesn't work out, I still think that they're short. No, I think it's a fair point. Look, you're relying on someone who's very young and has really only played. Yeah, unproven. Really only played um, regularly at MLS level. And yes, he did very well there. But the making of him will be his next loan, which is m- more likely than not, because um, he is set to come back, and Gary Neal is going to have a have a look at him, um, see if he if he thinks that he can push and play in the first team, then he'll keep him around. So it really comes down to, to their opinion. Um, but there are it's been worded to me as you know more than half of Championship clubs have inquired about him. So there's a lot of interest in the Championship. Wolves have pretty much got their pick of the teams. Um, and they can pick the the loan that is going to suit him in terms of game time and style, and I think that feels like the right move. I I think you I think you send him there and give him and give him minutes and and opportunities in English football. Um, it's not one that I'd have really picked up on centre back as one that mm. is something to think about. But I think it's a fair point from you because it's easy not to think of it when you've got the players available. For sure, but, let, but let's say Touchwood doesn't happen, but you've got an injury to one of the back three centre backs, mm-hmm. any of them really. Tomorrow, Craig Dawson's thirty-three. You know, he's not, right, he's exactly. not getting any younger. Yeah. Then you know, any injury to any of those three there, and you, you know, you're playing Bueno, and you've got no, sub, you know, mm-hmm. got to play on the bench, or you're bringing Doc in to play in a back three, yeah. which he has done this season in the cup. So. Yeah, I think you. Um, I think it is a. It's, it's a fair point, and and you've got a couple, you know, a couple of good young lads out there, but you probably do need someone who, who's a bit higher at the pecking order. I agree. Who can, who can push to play? You know, it's 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 a sneaky position where I, I just don't think that a lot of people have, have have considered it. But for me, it's one of those which looks like they've got plenty of options. But actually, if they are going to continue to play three, look, you can you can you can change it and go to a back four if you want to, etc. So the, the options are there. But, you know, Totti's had a couple of iffy games as well for me as well. You know, so these are young guys. You know, Kilman's still... Well, he's, not, he's not a young guy anymore, Kilman, but Totti's a young guy. These guys are going to make mistakes. So you've got to also, you know, write in dips of form as well into that. Um, and, yeah, I'm not sure whether Bueno's that answer is that fourth centre-back. And, like I say, in an ideal world, if they are going to be playing three at the back, you probably need that fifth senior centre-back anyway. But I'd want someone to be really pushing and maybe expecting to start rather than someone who's coming in just as backup. There you go. I think it's a okay. fair point. It'd be nice if we had Nathan Collins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it would. Yes, it would. Um, but we don't. Um, and we're not going to have another player probably uh, sooner rather than later, and that's Johnny, Liam. Uh, look, you broke the story a couple of weeks ago now with the disciplinary situation. It's come to light uh, earlier on this week about some of the specifics that went on um, in relation to the disciplinary. Uh, you know... Johnny's wife's come out on an Instagram post as well yesterday and, and, and talked about the situation and the worrying situation with regards to the family. Just your overall opinion of what's going on, what's happened and where we are going forward with Johnny. Yeah, so you know, both me and, and you had, had become aware of some of the details um, on Saturday um, after the Forest game um, and we were still working to sort of stand up some of the facts. Um, I wasn't also wasn't aware of the, or how true the spitting allegation was. It was very much rumours at the time. Um, but we were working to stand up some of the facts and, and the nature of uh, of journalism and, and covering a club as you've got you know, a lot of very good colleagues um, covering uh, football clubs and Premier League football clubs and trying to get the same information. So to credit to Steve, um, you know, 
good guy over at the uh, Athletic who uh, who got a really good story there with with all the details. Um, and it's even though we we sort of we we had an idea of the of of what happened. Um, when you when you read it and you and and you and you realise the sort of the scale of, of of what he'd done, it's 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 really quite shocking. It, it it's it's wholly unacceptable. Is my first thoughts. Um, I think the club's decision is spot on to basically banish him from first team duties, and that's training and games. Um, of course, when I broke the story initially that he uh, wasn't at the training ground, he'd been banned from the training ground for for a few days up until he came back in the following week after the. Arsenal game and after the Burnley game um, came back in to, to have some talks and I think the club's position has been has been pretty much spot on um, I don't think you can allow that allow that kind of reaction allow that kind of uh, behaviour um, and yeah I, I completely back the, the club's decision there and then my overall overriding feeling after that when you name the obvious is a bit of sadness really that you've got a player who first of all you would never have expected this to come from him. I've spoken to to people in and around the club. I've spoken to players, and at no point would anyone have expected Johnny, of all people, to do something like this. I think he was very mild mannered, fairly quiet, someone that managers have described as professional. So I would not have expected this. But then, aside from that, this is a player that um, I wrote in the, the the newsletter comment that went out this morning. Is someone who was Mr. Consistent in you know the height of the Nuno era, who was a magnificent player for Wolves before his two devastating injuries. And essentially his Wolves career is coming to, to, to an end on a really sour note. Um, I would be gobsmacked if he plays for Wolves ever again. I think that is the, the situation done. Um, I think it's unlikely with him having a year and a half left on his contract that he gets paid up. Um, to leave, I think the likelihood is that they'll, they'll they'll sell him on to someone or get him out the door somehow, whether it's a loan or a permanent. And, and you know he's still a financial asset to some degree, and they'll get something out of it, which is probably the right way to do it. But it's um, it's a really sad state of affairs. And the final thing I'll say is that with his wife coming out on Instagram and and you know clearly concerned about threats or or, or any sort of reaction online um, towards the family or, or Johnny himself. Um, look, they've got young kids. Um, I've seen Johnny. I've, I've you know walked past him at, uh, at Wolves with his with his children before. Um, they are quite young. The the last thing I want anyone to do is to send him or his family anything like that. You know, he's he's made a massive massive mistake, but I don't think it's anywhere acceptable for anyone to be sending him or his family um, any serious abuse or threats. So that would be my my final message on that. It's 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 quite a sad situation that is. Unfortunately, um, ended in, in in what was once a very good player for Wolves, uh, leaving on a very sour note. With with regarding specifics of of Johnny, uh, a couple of a couple of questions, I guess. First of all, look, a lot of these things happen internally, day to day. I'm not saying in the magnitude that it's happened here, which I think is obviously incredibly serious, but. I've been around football clubs. I know you have. You know, I've worked internally at Middlesbrough and a few times, and there have been some horrific things that have happened, or really bad things that have happened on the training ground. And I think they happen day to day throughout. I really do. And I think that ninety-five percent of them don't get found out. It's almost kept within the dressing room. Now it's different because obviously Johnny's leaving the club, or you know, expected to leave the club. So I guess this was always going to get out to a certain extent, at least the story. But 
and, and when I was there, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the social media, what it, what it is now, just wasn't there. But do you feel that it's fair to put details out um, in what's exactly happened in these circumstances? Or do you need to... I'm not saying protect the player, but the repercussions and the way that we are at this moment in time, and Johnny's wife's already spoken out about that, the way things are, unfortunately, in the environment that we live in today, um, has a knock-on effect, potentially, for something that's a lot more far-ranging than just um, a player leaving a club because of a issue on the training field. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a very fair question. My response would be that you have to have... Um, Truthful, first of all, uh, but also responsible reporting. And responsible is probably quite a key word there because you have to report it in the right way. Um, And that might be for legal reasons or moral and ethical reasons where you've got to word things in the right way and you've got to put certain details out in the right way to whether it's protecting, you know, someone underage or whatever it might be in the scenario you're you're reporting on. Um, So I think that's a really important point to make. I don't think in this scenario that if you get this information, you know it's true. It's um, in, in sort of journalistically, it's a good story. But I think I, I think you have a um, a duty to to report it. I don't think you you you, you hold that information back. Um, and I think it's any repercussions that come from that. Obviously, I think people have to be m- measured in the way that they approach it because any any threats towards family and children is is incredibly. Um, inappropriate but you have to I think Johnny has to understand in the world of football that when these things get out, these things happen um, you've got a responsibility as a footballer and someone in the public eye to be a role model and act in a certain way and he's done the opposite of that and the repercussions of, of the information coming out is because of him doing it in the first place unfortunately um, and I'm sure some people will disagree with that but had I been able to stand up a couple of the details earlier and I was working on it um, at, this, at, at the time when it came out, um, I'd have put it out myself. So I'd be a hypocrite if I was to, to, to sit here and say that the story and, and the details shouldn't have come out. There'd be a lot of people that didn't want them to, um, but I'd have done the same. And I think it's um, it's, it's an unfortunate and sad situation for, for everyone involved, but Johnny, unfortunately, has got himself to blame. Um, and, that, and, that, and that's the long and short of it. Are there any of the details coming from the incident that you've heard, or that, that, that um, you know that you can maybe let the let the peeps know uh, about about the incident at the time, or, or what Johnny was feeling? Yeah, I, I think the you know having read Steve's piece and 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 obviously just go into a lot of detail there. I think the the main takeaway um, that I could maybe add to that um, in any way would be that um, after the situation that has happened with Tawanda Cherewa. Um, that Johnny wasn't happy with, and he's then thrown an elbow, and then of course he's gone into the the, the spitting allegation with a with a, with a, a staff member um, before all of the stuff that's happened inside. Is that um, is I think a lot of the senior players reacted um, to Johnny throwing that elbow at, at Tawanda and said, "Look, obviously paraphrasing there, but said, look, that's that's not on, that's not acceptable. You can't be doing that." And I think that. He felt that he didn't have the backing of of the senior players, um, which I, by the way, I completely agree with. But I think he probably thought he would get more more backing from people he's known for a long time. Um, he didn't get that, and clearly reacted even worse and went inside and and smashed the TV and and broke a, a table tennis table. So, um, yeah, it's 
I don't know why he would necessarily expect a different reaction. Maybe it's because he's known them for a long time and he's a senior member and this is under-21s, a young lad just coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the only thing I can think of on the face of it. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's that's led to a bit more of the the aggravation inside once he's gone inside the building and, and, and sort of been banished from the, from the training ground. Or the, or yeah. the training pitch, rather. Yeah, I mean... I, I... Look, I completely get. I had to ask you the question about reporting and stuff like that because, and like, like you said, you know, you can't be a hypocrite. You would have done exactly the same, and that's completely fair. I completely understand that. Um, not a massive fan of naming Chuero as the person. I, I would have probably named. You know, we're not we're not mentioning the coach. I probably wouldn't have named the player it was on. But that's that's I maybe think that's me. A fair point. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point. In fact, that was actually my plan. Um, had I been able to get a couple of the, the, the final details to, to to put something together, um, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't planning to to name Tawanda, but. I, I can understand again mm. the you know the situation, but um, no, I think that's a fair point, and 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 obviously the coach hasn't been named either, as you say. Yeah, um, and then just in terms of just finishing off the Johnny before we move on to to questions um, and previewing West Ham, doesn't do him any favours when he's looking for a club, and this story comes out either. I mean, the, the Wolves Wolves haven't got um, you know it's not it's not Wolves can't do anything about it. The, the story's out there, but in terms of Johnny having. Eighteen months left on his on his current deal, and finding either a loan or or a permanent option, which I'm sure would probably suit all parties. If you're a club looking at Johnny, and I think they'll probably look past him, look at his pedigree, etc. But at the same time, it's not going to help him getting a move away, is it? No, no, it's definitely not going to help. Um, yeah, as I said, I don't think there's going to be uh, a long queue of people that are pleased to see this information come out, whether that's Johnny or, or people at the club, um, and it definitely isn't going to help. But I think I don't think he'll struggle necessarily to find a move. Still, I think at the age he's at, the experience he's had, I think there'll be a lot of European clubs um, at, at a decent level. I don't think he's going to go into a Champions League side, obviously, but I think there'll be a decent, you know, uh, level of clubs that'll be that'll be interested, and, and particularly because I think Wolves would be happy with a low fee um, and allowing him to move on fairly swiftly. So I don't think um, it will completely stop any op- any opportunity of him moving on but I do think it will um I don't, well, I don't think it will help put it that way no no um right um kettleandtoastman.co.uk they are your beautiful uh, graded product specialists for everything that you want for your kitchen outdoor living personal care floor care appliances it's cookware it's unbelievable um Liam Keane, you're moving out very, very soon. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, you're going to have to deck your kitchen out in some in some beautiful products. And I think that a Tower T eight thousand Marble Rose Gold Edition three piece non stick saucepan set is right up your street. You've got Christmas is coming. I know you've got Rosie's uh, presents ready to go. But can you have a little bit of a, a, a saucepan set that you can store ready to go for the new place, the new gaff? Well, I tell you what, I'm a I'm a decent cook. I'm not I'm not saying I'm top level, but I'm decent. Okay. I'm all right. I don't know. What's your pièce de résistance? <sighs> I do a really good um, tomato and ricotta pasta. Oh, really? I mean, it is. Sounds it is quite, del- that sounds delicious. Rick- it, oh, mate, it is Get quite indulgent. It's quite indulgent. It's not something yeah. I have I have regularly, but it's no. yeah. You need to it, have done a run or sort of workout for absolutely. you. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so I'm yeah, I'm a big fan of um, of of. In fact, one of my bugbears, as well as being a bit of an OCD when it comes to cleaning and things like that, a bugbear of mine is anyone getting metal into a non-stick pan and just oh, no. ruining the bottom of it, just Terrible. scratching it up and ruining it. Mm. So, and 
I'm in the market for new pans, and this is right on my street. Well, what price do you think those three are? Give me a price. Three pans. Yeah, non-stick saucepan, non rose gold edition. Oh, for rose gold as well. Yeah, mm. we're going all out. Mm. It's got to be yeah sixty quid. <laughs> it is sixty quid. <laughs> it's sixty quid. Look at it's supposed to go higher. Sixty this, quid spot on, baby. Look at this spot on. That is the that is the first time I've ever done that. I'm so pleased. Sixty pounds. Sixty pounds. Uh, look, three piece pan set. Uh, brilliant. This is brilliant. Uh, healthy, non-stick, durable, comfort, controlling, beautiful for all hob types. Get yourself in a three piece pan set. Kellen Toastman. uk. Right. Questiones for the beautiful people. You know. Let's do Here it. Here we go. David Evans says, I think Wolves missed a trick when they had Reuben Vinagra not selling salt and vinagra crisps in the club shop. What unique merchandise could you sell based on a current squad player's name? Oh, that's a tough one. Have you oh, got have crazy. you got anyone that you've already no, thought of? No, I'm just I, I'm just I don't do any prep for this. I'm these I haven't seen these for the first time. Oh, oh let me no. Think. This is um, tough. Um, oh David. Um Wang He Chainsaw? What? Chainsaw? <laughs> Wang He Chainsaw? Chainsaw you, in the club you shop? Are, no? I thought it had to be food. Oh, no. Uh, I know it doesn't have to be. No, you said um, what unique merchandise. Oh, fair enough. That yeah. is very unique then. Yeah. <laughs> Wang He Chan Chainsaw. <laughs> but in club colours. <laughs> in club colours. <laughs> I'd say it'd be great that. You can trim your bush and that'd be perfect. Wow, what? <laughs> um, moving on, the Wolfpack says, "Can see Aaron Cresswell only has six months left on his contract. Of course, was talked about in the summer as well, wasn't he? And isn't getting any game time at West Ham now. Johnny Otto is likely to go, and I, Nori and Bueno are injury prone. Do you think Cresswell is a player Wolves will look at in January? Yeah, they obviously looked at him in the summer, didn't they? Um, and they were looking to to make a move before that sort of fell apart. Um, he did actually start Cresswell in their last game." Um, in their final loss to to Fulham West Ham, but I, I don't I don't think it's one Wolves are, uh, are revisiting. Um, had taken a look at it, uh, I don't think they're going back in for him. But I'll I'll keep an eye on it and uh, keep anyone updated. Cape Cod Wolves, lots of on-field chatter between Sarabia and Cunha, Huang and Sarabia slash Gary O'Neill. Is that typical, or was Sarabia out of sorts? I get being out of game shape, but tactics are tactics, and he's always credited as being a pro. No, I think it's um, pretty normal. Yeah, Gary will just, will just spot things, have conversations, bring people in, try and see where he might be able to exploit. And you've got to bear in mind that the game plan they go into the game with, it may have to slightly adapt based on what the opposition do. So, yeah, fairly normal. And I thought Sarabia had a had a pretty decent game against uh, against Forrest as well and got a very good assist. Uh, just a, a side, side, side note to that. I think Cape Cod Wolves um, is... Is one of the one of the diehard fans from America who came across to watch two games this season, and he came across and chose Burnley and Nottingham Forest before he went back. I mean, four points out of six decent, but crikey, you're not going to get two worst games of football to watch. So commiserations. Great entertainment. <laughs> oh dear, crikey! Uh, won't be back any anytime soon. Jack Crutchley says, "Does Gary O'Neill need to gamble more with subs? Recent games have been late changes that don't offer anything." Especially when players in the pitch are getting nothing out of the game, i.e. Huang in the last game. Especially when we will likely need more of them to come during the African Cup of Nations and the Asia Cup. So, take the last part because we kind of discussed the first part. But the last part, yes, AFCON 
on an Asia Cup coming up, so they're going to lose Huang. Who else they're going to lose um, to the to the Afcon? And also, you know, it's a good point, really, isn't it? Because these players, if you know, if they sign a striker, great. But even if they sign a striker in January, it might not be to the end of the competition, end of the end of the window. Sorry. So <clears throat> you're going to need two or three of these players to come in and probably be playing, if not regularly, then at least like six, you know, half an hour, forty minutes. Yes, obviously, Huang's going to be going off to the Asia Cup. Uh, Eight Nori will most likely be getting into the side, the Algeria side, to go to AFCON. Um, and then Buba Kartraiore is expected to be going as well with uh, with Mali. So, um, yeah, three, three, obviously, first-team players there. Two of them, very important. Uh, no disrespect to Traore, but he's obviously not been as playing as much. Um, but losing three first-team players is going to be a, a blow, definitely. And they're all around similar time sort of two, three, four Premier League games, depending on, you know, how far the countries go and, and, and um, yeah, how, how well they do in the competition. So definitely going to be a blow. Um, I don't think it's something that they ha- will have to go out and splash the cash because they're losing three players for a few games, but it might be something to, to bear in mind um, to, to, to help them get through a few games. But equally, they've got the winter break as well. So... There's a little bit of wiggle room, but yeah, it's it's going to be something they're going to have to overcome, and it's absolutely a, a loss to be losing. Well, any of those three really, but probably particularly Huang and Ainori. Mm. Um, Wolves Wayne podcaster said, um, "Can you mention that uh, the latest podcast that talks about player welfare following incidents in the UK, USA, and Spain as well?" Um, the um, the Maddie Kuzak Foundation has signed has assigned Wolves shirt for sale to help spread the love of football to all in Maddie's name. Please share widely. So um, if you look at the responses on that and the replies, then you can find that tweet and also the, the page there. So uh, follow that. Follow the Wolves Women podcast. Okay, Reggie says, a couple of weeks ago, I asked how many goals Huang Hee-chan and Mateus Cunha will score this season. Your replies are or were. Um, Huang Hee-chan, Kino said 10 and I said 11. And Cunha, you said five, Liam, and I said seven. Chan is on eight goals and Cunha is on five. So Cunha has already met Kino's target. Not not, not like you, Kino, to get your targets wrong, are you, pre-season or during Shut the season? Up. And Chan is only a couple off. Would you both like to change your answers? Uh, well, if we're doing all competitions, Huang's on nine, not eight. But I, I think get... we're doing it Prem. Let's do Prem. It's Prem, I think, we, we discussed. Okay, we're doing Prem then. So it's eight, ten, and then five. Yeah, I... I mean, obviously, I'm going to ch- I'm going to change him. Obviously, um, but it's good to have rolling targets. You know, you want sure, to absolutely. you know when when you get to achieve something, you want to aim for the next thing. Um, I mean, the obvious one for for both of them would be fifteen and ten, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. You say Huang, go and get yourself fifteen Premier League goals, and Cooney, get yourself ten. I think that'd be a brilliant return from from both of them. Really, really good. Yeah, I'm not going to change mine too much, really, uh, Reggie. I mean, look, he. he... I'm going crazy, Huang, at the moment. How many has he got? Did he say eight in the in the league? In, in the seven? league, yeah, eight. So I've said eleven. So you know, fifteen. I think is the target. I think it'd be a great target. I expect him to maybe cool off slightly. So you know, maybe looking at thirteen. But you know, I, I could see I could see eleven as well. But I think that I think we're looking at thirteen, fourteen with with Cunha's on five at the moment. So yeah, I mean, maybe maybe one or two more. But look, we'll see how it goes at the end of the season. We'll see how it goes. And like you say, with um, with Asia Trophy coming, with uh, maybe another striker coming. It, it can all change very quickly, but the good thing is, is that they're both scoring. They're both scoring goals, and they've done it without Pedro Neto in the side. When Pedro Neto comes back, and we'll we'll chat about him in the in the preview to the to the West Ham game. Um, and my missus has just come back as well, so it's probably why the dogs are going crazy. Um, when we do that, when um, we'll, we'll, that might affect 
goal tallies potentially because you think that he's going to be involved if he's back to where he was. So we shall see. Uh, right, next question. Da, 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 da. Mark Evans, what are your opinions on Joey Barton's recent outburst about the quality of some of the pundits for elite football? Oh, this could get us in trouble, couldn't it? Because he might come after us on Twitter. As he seems, <clears> to, be going, seems to be going after everyone at the moment. Um, well, obviously, don't agree with a lot of the things he's saying because I think he's been incredibly harsh and misogynistic on a lot of points. Now, there's a fair point to say that... Um, there are people that work in football that haven't haven't played at the highest level. Me and me and Nathan Judy included. Um, but I would like to think that we, you know, we, we've earned our stripes enough and, and watched enough football to to know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't. The, the part of the point he's making is 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 fine, but it's pretty obvious. It's the it's it's the other part of the point where he's talking about women in particular, and then the way that he's doing the point, which is ridiculous. So. Um, if we're being honest, I don't even need to to go through the the litany of uh, of things against him. Just look at his track record and 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 question why anyone's even listening to him in the first place. Just making you, should, you, you shouldn't be basically. No, just making a note here. One second. Litany is the first time we've ever been used that word on a on a wolf's potty, but I like it. I like Happy it, days. Baby. Um, did you see Klopp's exchange with Marcus Buckland? He seems like a real delight. Has Liam or Nathan ever been clocked? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. That um, firstly on that, and I don't, I don't mind saying this, and I've, I've got nothing against Liverpool or Klopp really in particular, but I just thought that was incredibly rude um, and incredible. Did you see the video, the one that he's talking about? Um, I've, I've just heard about it that he just turned like that, didn't he? Just yeah, I mean, it, switch basically. Obviously, Klopp's had a lot of uh, anger about the half-time kickoffs, and it came out of another. Um, I can't actually I can't remember the exact scenario, but anyway, they had a, another twelve thirty kickoff the other day against Palace. Um, and, and by the way, his point on twelve thirties and, and how many Liverpool have had and how many they've had after international breaks and things like that. I, I actually agree with him to for the most part. I mean, it, it is it isn't great for player and player welfare. But yeah, this you know they they just beaten uh, actually actually no they, was it Palace or they just beat just beat Sheffield United anyway they just beat one of one of the teams and um, Sheffield United yeah there we go uh, and it was um, on the pitch afterwards uh, doing the broadcast uh, sort of interview and and the presenter made a light hearted joke they, they were moving on a question about the next game coming up and he made a light hearted joke to say oh yeah you've got the twelve thirty against Palace coming up mm. well, the both um, and he's like oh yeah one of your favourite your your at your favorite kickoff time, mm. and he just he just went he just like yeah. uh, basically like you're so ignorant to be making a joke about that and um yeah just went off on one it was just really bizarre I don't I don't understand why he does that I just thought it was incredibly rude and incredibly strange um, have you ever been have you ever have you ever been in an awkward situation oppressor I can remember. Um, our dearest friend, Mr. Joe Edwards, definitely got Nuno'd in a press conference oh, uh, a long yeah. time ago now. Um, but there was at Southampton, I believe, I think it was, and it was it was awkward. And Nuno apologised um, after the game, not after the game. Actually, it was probably the, the week afterwards. Was I think with with his with the way that he was. Um, uh, I can remember Klopp giving a dressing down to James Pierce of the Athletic in front of us all yeah. last year Maybe as well. Not. Again, I think he got his he got the wrong journalist there and had to apologise after that. I, I'm led to believe there's there's issues where it happens. And look, I think there's a lot of times when the they kind of keep the council, and I'm surely many times uh, Nuno or or Lopetegui or or Gary O'Neill have probably gone into the back with the press officer and said a few things about 
your questioning or my questioning or someone else's and, and called us all the names under the sun. But it's rare that it comes out in the actual press conference itself, especially with cameras all over the place these days, because, you know, it's clipped. Someone's got a video of it and it's all over the Internet. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, the I've not really had one a bad one with Wolves. Um, maybe the only small one I could mention was that under Bruno, um, the nil-nil away at Bournemouth last yeah. season. Yes. Uh, um, midweek. Did not like you, Kino. No, no, he was all right. It was a, it was just a question about it was Wolves were very negative in that game. Very, it was a, it was a poor performance, and he was mm. going on about how good the performance was and all this kind of stuff. And obviously, the fan base online were fuming. It was all kicking off, mm. um, and I just asked him a question about it was Wolves were getting the ball out wide, and it was all of the passes were very much turned back inside pa- backwards passes. There was no particularly Neto actually at the time when he was out of form really, and it was no real. You know, taking him man on, no one on ones, no getting to the byline, no getting crosses. It was. Mm. I just asked him about the the sort of game plan, or was it against what he wanted? And he didn't really understand, and he didn't, and he and he just felt like it. He he didn't really understand what the question was, and then didn't really understand the criticism I was I was making. Um, but he was still polite to me. He wasn't rude at any point, but he ju- he was just a little bit put off by it. And then the following press conference, um, after the press conference. He pulled me aside, took me into his office, and sat me down and watched and showed me videos of the <laughs> of the um, of of the team and saying this is what we're trying to do and this is what we, and and sort of tried to explain to me where he didn't really disagree with me, but he said that there was things that were going wrong before that as to why Wolves weren't doing what I was expecting them to do. Basically, um, very quickly there was a a, a bad one um, when I was <laughs> when I was Warsaw reporter. Oh God, here we um, go. Uh, Dower Clark was the manager, and he's he's a he is a very um, divisive character. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he he, he lets you know what he thinks. Um, I was three games in. Oh, I was. God. What were you? Sixteen. <laughs> I was like twenty-three or whatever. <laughs> three games in. Um, they just won one nil at home to Scunthorpe. So he's and I done uh, earlier in, in that week, like the Thursday or the Friday, the um. The newspaper over there covering Scunthorpe got in touch with me and asked me to do a piece about Warsaw and sort of how they were getting like a Q and A thing, mm. and I did it and I was honest but polite and just said that Gary Little, um, a player you know well, I um, do yes. Uh, I said he was playing right back at the time, and I said I don't think he's a right back. I think he's better suited to to playing elsewhere. I know the previous season he played right back for Carlisle the whole campaign, but I, I didn't see him as a right back. I thought he was quite poor, um, but I was I did it you know in a polite way. I heard nothing from the club about it. Heard nothing from uh, Daryl Clark about it. And then after the game, I'm waiting for the press conference. He he comes down to me and go, "Oh, hi, Daryl, you okay?" Absolutely blows his lid. Oh no! Screaming at me. Why are you talking to that paper? Why are you saying this? Why are you saying that? Oh, I'll get you no. banned. I'll get you banned from here. Blah, 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 going at. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. I mean, I'd not. I've not been in that situation before. I, no. I mean, I just. I, I was so cop smacked. It was bizarre. Um, he then the following. He rang me up later that night and, and apologized. And I was like, yeah, no worries. He then apologized to me at the following press conference before the next game. Um, but then proceeded to tell me how he was right and I was wrong. Um, <laughs> within his apology. So I thought, well, it's not really an apology then. Um, and then it turns out I was right because about four months later, he got sent on loan to non-league and he never played for Warsaw again. There you um, go. Because Love it. You always get the last, last laugh in Kino. So I was right. Thank you very much. Uh, Nick Old Goldshire, is Ra- if Raul was still a Wolves player, how much game time would he be getting? I really like this question. Actually, I thought it was a really clever question. 
Um, I don't think he would be a starter. I think he would start the occasional game. I think he would play more than the bench strikers have been so far for Wolves, but I yeah. think he'd be very much uh, coming off the bench, um, getting decent game time, but maybe not maybe not having a massive impact. He has scored a couple of goals recently for Fulham. And, um, three and two on five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wish him well. I hope, and obviously, as long as it's not against Wolves, I hope he does well. But... Um, it's great yeah. that VAR, the VAR ridiculousness um, have, have launched uh, Fulham to another level with uh, 10, 10 goals in the last two games. 10 nil they've won. <laughs> That's the sweet need to do. It's easy. Unbelievable. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Um, let's have a look. A couple more questions. What's best, Baileys versus eggnog, says Adrian. I don't think I've ever had eggnog. I don't think. I'm pretty sure I haven't. So I'll you haven't had eggnog? Or Kino? No, I don't Come think on, so. Come on, lad. don't think so. We've got a bit of eggnog for our little shindig, uh, Shea Judah. Well, champagne first, then a bit of eggnog and some apple cider coming on air. You've got the invite on the 22nd, but it pied me off. That's not It's not quite accurate. Okay. Okay. I it mean, a, you, you, a... you, did, you did get the, you, and the, you and the partner, you and Rosie got the invite for a little soiree at Shea Judah, some nibbles, some aperitifs. Only got a couple of staff working that day, so it's only, it's only a quiet one. Um, and uh, you've decided to uh, to go to your cousins instead. No, it, to be fair, it wasn't really a choice. <laughs> no, the family uh, ordered me to go. I'm going to my cousins. Ordered, I love it. I love it. Demanded. I'm sorry. Eggnog's great. I like Bailey's as well, but I think eggnog's delicious. But I guess it's a I guess it's a marmite situation. Uh, what you, what's your favourite Christmas song? Says Gail. Oh, it's got to be Fairytale in New York. What? Give me a um, line. I don't, I've never heard of it. Maybe, maybe I have done. Don't. don't be no, go on. You can't. I've never heard of it. Yes, you, yes, you have. Of course Fairy you Fairy Tale of New York. Is that like Gangs of New York, is it? No, it's the... Streets um, of New York. You know Shane is McGowan, it? who, from the Pose, who was just sadly passed away. Him and Not Kirstie, Jay-Z. New York. Him and Kirsty McColl. Who? Are you talking gibberish mate, now? Uh, mate, you 100% you know this song. Like, you're, well, go on then. Give me a line. Give me the chorus. I'm not. I'm playing it on my phone right now. Oh, what is it called? Gangs of New York. Can you hear that? Uh... You know that song, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, a bit too slow for me. A bit depressing. No, mate. It's like a no, funeral no, no. song. It, mate, it picks up and it's all like and, and you know. It's yeah, but the start bit... of it, it's like jumping off a cliff. No, it's a great. It's it, it's actually. It's not even my opinion. It's been, it's objectively a fact that it's the best Christmas song. But people out there universally agree. So you can't even deny it. My Mariah Carey will, will disagree with that. That's Mate, she's not even say. top five. Oh, she absolutely disgusts me. Disgusts me. Uh, Gaz says, uh, Kino, what are your thoughts on CM Punk's return? You, you go for it. I couldn't give a monkey's, mate. Uh, amazing Survivor Series, War Games. Um, look, uh, iconic wrestler. Um, I think he's too old now, but on the mic, I think he'll get the Seth Rollins match over and done with at WrestleMania and then probably sail into the sunset. But I kind of enjoy it, to be honest, Gaz. Uh, right, moving on uh, from that. Die Hard Christmas movie or not, says Andrew. Yeah, I think so. Nah, not having it. Not having I it. I've so. got to agree with Johnny Drury. Uh, and um, I think it was, there was someone else as well who's they had this issue. Uh, I've forgotten who it was now. I think it was one of the Birmingham Mail reporters, but no, I'm not having it. Um, it's set not a Christmas at Christmas. Movie. Not a Christmas movie. So what? That's just coincidental. What are you on about? Christmas it's is coincidental. Part the, it's part of the plot. No, no, no. I'm not having it. Although, I'll tell you what I am having tonight. 
Muppet Christmas Carol Baby is on oh, tonight. Mate. It's on that, tonight. I'm so excited. That's 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 one of the best ones. I think it could be up there with my favourite one of all time. Because Christmas Carol, I think, is is iconically one of the best Christmas movies. But that adaptation for me, yeah, it's absolutely nailed on. I did enjoy Jim Carrey's um, the kind of the kind of adaptation as well. The, kind the of animated one. adaptation. Yeah, that that's enjoyable too. Scrooged with Bill Murray. Have you seen that? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's kind of so. set in the eighties. Brilliant, really good. I've watched two so far in December. Go I've on. Watched the Santa Claus. For, yeah, I not, think I've not, seen that. The one with okay. Tim Allen from '94. Yeah. That's a great film. Mm. And then me and Rosie last night watched. The, watched. It was her choice, as you can imagine. Uh, watched the Holiday. Oh, see. Alana had me to try and watch this for a long time. Like, no, 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 no interest, no interest, no interest. And I think I watched it about five or six years ago and quietly really enjoyed it. It is pretty decent. It, to be fair, it, it, I watched it, I've watched it once before last night. It was a f- couple of years ago. Mm. Um, and I didn't realise, having watched it again, how cheesy it is. Like, there is some bits... Oh, it, yeah, of course. There, it's there's some bits in it where you're thinking, bloody hell, this is a bit ridiculous. But mm. it... It actually is all right, to be fair. It's actually, it's decent. It wouldn't be like my top five or anything like that, but it's not. It's a decent watch. Tell you, it was in my top five. Cameron Diaz back in the day. Right. Woo, baby. Holy moly. Chris Gotart, Pepsi or Coke? Well, my family, um, none of them do anymore, but a, a couple of them used to work for Pepsi Coke. Oh, Coke. No, he used to work for Pepsi Co. <laughs> so do anymore, did they? So, uh, so Pepsi's always been always been the oh, one for me. No, really, it's always been the one for me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you, just, you prefer the taste of it, do you? I just, I just, it's the one I always ended up drinking. So, yeah, I suppose I do. I'm just, it's what I'm used to. Oh, okay, interesting. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Coke guy, but Diet Coke, Diet Coke for me. Couldn't have normal Coke. Crikey, the sugar content in it is insane. Oh yeah, no, no. It's always it's always Pepsi Max for me is the best one. I mean, you might as well offer me a Coke as well, a coffee or a Coke at the end of the meal. I'm going to throw it back in your face. Crazy, crazy. Right, um, let's move on. Um, right, here we go. We have got West Ham United. It's on Sunday this week, so can't wait to uh, get the binoculars out and try and watch the game on Sunday, Liam. Is it two <laughs> o'clock kickoff? I believe it is indeed. Two o'clock kickoff. It's been pretty brutal the last few years at West Ham United after a couple of great results, but pretty brutal. What can they do to turn this around? Where are we with the team news? What are you thinking, Liam King? I think it's going to be an unchanged starting eleven. Ooh, okay. I'm going okay. for it. I'm going for it. I think you're looking at some of the subs not making a massive impact. Doc and Bellegarde. I think that that has an impact in the sense that they probably don't play. Um, but also a couple of the injuries. I think it, obviously Aitnor is uh, whether he makes it in time. Um, I think he's getting a lot closer, so that's going to be mm-hmm. important to, to keep an eye on. Um, Neto's probably closer to next weekend, the the uh, the Christmas Eve game, um, to make the bench rather than this one. So in that case, I think the the closest call is probably Bellegarde and Sarabia. And Sarabia, yeah. I, th- I thought did pretty well against Forest, so mm-hmm. keeps his place. I think it'll be the same lineup. 11 formation system, the whole lot, and um, be a tough game. They'll have to play a lot better, won't they, from from what they saw last week going away from home. And they'll have to have a bit of an attacking presence as well, won't they? Look, I think the eight days will have done them the world of good. I'm sure we, we've talked about it earlier on in the podcast that a lot of players are running on empty. So hopefully they've recharged enough to, to at least make an impact in this game. But they're going to have to play better than what they have done. 
Oh, absolutely. Look, I know. You, I know West Ham are coming off a, a five 0 loss, and and they've had a bit of illness in their camp, and they're obviously playing tonight as well in the um, in Europe. So yeah, all of that, all of those factors play into the fact that you know Wolves will maybe be a little bit um, more rested, a bit fitter, maybe going into the game. But West Ham are at home. I think they were a good side. I think they were a good manager. Um, illness and everything aside, they've got a decent squad. I, I mm-hmm. think it, it's it's anything but an easy game for me. I think this is a really tough one. Um, that Wolves are going to have to be at near enough their best to get a decent result from. I think. I think it's that it's going to be that difficult. It's not often you get West Ham on an off day, or at least in the last year or two that you get them on an off day like you have done um, in that Fulham game last weekend. And I, I don't see that happening again. So I've got my prediction ready. If you're ready for it now, I Ooh, think. Okay, I, I think okay, I know. Okay. Give I think, me a pause, like Crikey. I think I know. Who's running the show? You're doing the running order. I might no, have something I, else to say. I, I was thinking, I was thinking about it at the top of my head, and it was just, it was just on my mind. I can hold okay. on to it if you need. No, no, no. I'll, I'll go for it. So we'll go with your, your chance, Keena. We'll go with your results. So I'll go first. And um, what, first of all, what giving away you can choose? Oh, it's tough. That is tough. Anything and everything. Oh, we got a question as well saying, have you ever given away a prize? We're giving away loads of prizes over the years. We're giving away holidays. We're giving away iPads. We're giving away. Um, shirts. So there's a lot of people who have won a variety of different products. So yeah, people. I think I've got. I think I've got three results correct on the bounce. Unfortunately, we only used one of them. I think earlier on this season we used you, Liam. So you do need to pull your socks up on that front. But yes, we do give prizes. Liam, what's the prize this week? Oh, I, I've I've got quite a few right this season. You have, actually. you have, yeah. Uh, um, the prize is going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about we do a, a little winter bundle, some gloves, Ooh, winter a hat, bundle. Here we go. Scarf, go on, then. Go on. Our, gloves, our, new, hat, our new bosses are delighted hearing this. Uh, new winter bundle giving away. What are we giving away? Gloves. Gloves, okay. Hat. Hat. Scarf. Scarf, okay. And. Oh, do we throw. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't know, because it's going to cost a lot of money. I don't know whether you throw something else in. Go on. Oh. A coat as well. Oh, a coat! A coat! Yeah, we'll go with the whole lot. Winter bundle. Gloves, hat, coat, and what else? Scarf. Scarf. Cracky. I'm going to get this through expenses. It's probably about 90 quid there, is it? Really, and the rest. Crikey. We gave away gloves and a hat yesterday on the Shrewsbury podcast. That was enjoyable. What? Wow. Shrewsbury and a West Brom podcast back-to-back yesterday for me. Oh, dear. Um... We never go this much. Coat, hat, gloves, and scarf. Okay, uh, right. Let's see if you get this prediction right. I'm going to say Oh, okay. I've got one, but it's not going to. It's not going to make people happy. But I'm going to say it. Do it. West Ham United nil. Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. I think it's oh. going to be. Yeah. Oh. Didn't see that, did you? That stinks. <laughs> Absolutely hums. hums. I think it's going to be. I think they're going to be pretty knackered. West Ham as well. Um, I think that the defenses might win out in this one, and I'm going to say zero zero. That stinks of high Sorry. heaven. <laughs> Sorry, stinks mate. to high heaven. That okay, go on. Well, and and we, did you mention Neto as well before we go into that? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I mentioned that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, said so, so he'll. Um, yeah, I think he's looking probably at maybe the Christmas Eve game. Probably looking more likely that one. Yeah, which I actually did yeah. say a couple of weeks ago. Which because I, th- I think timing wise, it seemed it was sort of trending towards that, and I, th- mm. I think that's still the case. So, yeah, hopefully that will. Um, yeah, be sooner rather than later. Not two weeks. 
<laughs> Definitely not two weeks, Pedro. Okay. okay, carry on. I also think it's going to be a draw. Oh, okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the fact that I think it's a draw and mix it with mm-hmm. you've got you've got to earn you've got to earn this prize here. Okay. It's, it's a good prize. Yeah, you do. Yeah. It's a good prize. I think it's a Desmond. Oh, Desmond! I'm going for Desmond. Desmond. Desmond's back in. Desmond's two, two, back. baby. I, I don't think I've ever correctly uh, predicted a Desmond, so I think this might I've, be the I've, time. I've, 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 it's been done this season. I predicted Desmond, and it was Desmond. That was the Newcastle game, wasn't it? You yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, Desmond. Right, fair enough. It. I'm going for Four it. Four goal thriller. Four I hope it's thriller. your. I hope it's your two-two rather than my nil-nil. That's for certain. Absolutely, and that'll be uh, yeah. I think I think that's that's worthy of a prize, isn't it? A two-two draw. Oh, definitely. West Ham. You're looking forward to driving to London and park at the Westfield Shopping Centre and walk three and a half miles to the to the media room. Yeah, can't wait because it costs fourteen quid to park at that uh, shopping centre as well. So that's going to be rents on expenses. If you see if you see Liam or myself in the Westfield Shopping Centre, uh, not knowing where we're going, then please buy us a coffee and uh, we'll walk with you and have a chat about Wolves on the way to the stadium. Kino, it's been a pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, get yourself off to the press conference and um, we shall see you on Sunday for the big one. West Ham United against Wolverhampton Wanderers at London Stadium. From me, from Kino, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack. We're Wolverhampton, we're on our way back.